0: Welcome to another episode. You know how we do it. It's customary for us to go into worship for just two minutes. Listen and be blessed.
1: Easy Concepts. Honestly waiting, patiently waiting for the day you come and take us home, Lord. Honestly waiting, desperately waiting for my groom, the one who loves me dearly. Ah. Heaven at last, heaven at last, heaven at last, heaven. Heaven at last, that's what we'll be seeing all that day. Heaven, at last, heaven, at last. heaven at last, heaven at last. Heaven at last, heaven at last. Heaven at last, heaven at last. Heaven at last, oh. They'll sing it melody Hallelujah, hallelujah Earnestly waiting, patiently waiting For the day you come and take control. Patiently waiting, patiently waiting For my home, the one who loves me dear
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. All glory be unto you, the King of Kings. All glory be unto you, the beginning and ending. We have been patiently waiting. Come and take us in the mighty name of Jesus. Can I be the first to tell you congratulations and welcome to the last days, the day when the kingdom of heaven is on earth, the days where no one can ask you where is your God and your God will not answer. The days where Jesus is ready to fight your battles and ready to be there to answer. You're welcome to another episode and this is the podcast, A Relationship with Jesus. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. Hope everyone is having a wonderful time. Today's topic is called The Benefits of Being in a relationship, an Intimate Relationship. I broke it down to three, uh, and I have a bonus. <laughs> I have a bonus aspect. I'm going to leave it as a surprise. So it's been broken down to three parts revealing things, favor, and power. Hope you're ready. Stay tuned. Number one proof of you having an intimate relationship or also a benefit of being in an intimate relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father is he will definitely reveal certain things to you. I have a couple of examples, but I want to break it up to like, I don't want to just say reveal certain things. I want to also classify it as speaking and hearing from God. It's a wonderful feeling. It's an amazing feeling to be among those. It's a privilege. People see it as making the person special, but God has no, respects no one. He has no, he's no respecter of persons. So to be among those favored, to be able to hear from him, it's wonderful. I'll be taking us with Scriptures today. Today is the word. We'll be eating the word. We shall become the word. We'll digest the word and understand what it really means. I'm starting from Abraham. Abraham is one person who had a tremendous relationship with Jesus. His relationship is so mesmerizing that Abraham was in a magnifying relationship that I can't really. I, I I wish I could open my heart and you could see what that relationship translates to me, how it feels to me. Let's let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 15, verse 12 to... F- Genesis chapter 15, verse 12 to 15. That's where I'll be explaining and I'll be showing you how God spoke. We know about different times. I, if I was to bring out so much examples for Abraham, there will be countless. So I just chose the one that I believe will strike my point in revealing certain things let's go to the word and it says in verse 12 genesis chapter 15 verse 12 as the sun was setting abraham abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him then the lord said to him no for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they they will be enslaved. I want to stop here and talk about this. This is a mesmerizing word. Abraham is being told about something that will happen in 400 years, and this is descendants. They are Israel. They've not yet been called Israel. They don't know that they will be called Israel, but. Abraham has been translucent with his relationship with Jesus that the Lord God Almighty is telling him about how his own people will be. That they will be in bondage for 400 years. Let's go on. Your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own. These people are Egyptians and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. They were punished. We know about the story about the Israelites, how... They were kicked up and down, dropped left, right, or center. They were used. They were finished. They, I can't say. They, <laughs> if we should put it in this time's words, they were slaves and they were the worst kind of slaves. They were the lowest of low. Animals were eating and doing better than the Israelites in that time. Then God goes on to say, but I will punish the nation they serve as slaves. God God said it already. He will punish the nation. They serve as slaves. And afterward, they will come out with great possession. God is so merciful. He will tell you and reveal things to him, uh, to you. And he will let you know about these things before time. He will tell you things that no one else expects you to say. He will always be there for you. He's God. He's a good God. (laughs) He is a good God. He will reveal things to you. Another, I'm not done with that verse, but let me say, In verse 15, he now says, you, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. Basically, Abraham knew how his life was going to be. He had a wonderful relationship with God. Once you have a wonderful relationship with God, he will reveal certain things to you. He will speak to you. And, you will speak back. Now, here comes my second example, which is Samuel. We know about how Samuel was born. Samuel was born glorious. He was born, his mother Hannah went in, prayed. They even cursed her and said that she was drunk, but she stood up and left with joy, knowing that God had answered her prayers. Knowing that That God has answered her prayers and she vowed to give her son. And that son was Samuel. Samuel's relationship with God is enviable. When I mean enviable, it is. One of those relationships that everyone needs to sit down and wonder. Why was Eli in the same room with Samuel? And Samuel heard his name so loud that he ran to Eli this relationship blew out to a proportion that no one had ever seen in the world because he was given and he was committed to the cause and he stayed true that God could stay right next to an old prophet an old prophet and he had this relationship with him let's open our bible to first chapter First chapter of Samuel, verse 15, 17, verse 15 to 17. That's where I want to go, but I don't really want to spend so much time on this topic. So I'll kind of breeze throughout everything. I'll speak on some certain um, verses and I'll leave it for you to stay and ponder. This podcast, today's on is more for you to connect on knowing about these benefits. I'm just giving you these examples so you can go back to your time and just meditate and say, oh, this relationship was wonderful. I want something like this. That's what I'm here for. That's what the Holy Spirit has told me to come and do. That's what I'm just trying to deliver. Please open your Bibles to 1 Samuel Chapter 15 to verse 17 that's where it starts from what i want to talk about i'm waiting i'm giving you seconds (laughs) i'm speaking like you're right next to me but i want to give you time i want you to follow i want you to open your bible if you're not opening your bible I am not doing what the Holy Spirit says. I want you to interact, read, see it with your own eyes, and know that I am speaking from the word of life. I'm speaking from the law. I'm speaking from the holy book. I'm speaking from the body of Christ. So I'm going to staff, I'm going to read verse 17. Basically, and I'll go on. Samuel said. Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. This is Saul I'm starting with him. I'm starting with Saul because at this point, Saul had been anointed as king and Samuel liked Saul. He has this feeling for Saul. He takes Saul as... He liked Saul. He really did like Saul. But at this point... Saul had disobeyed God and God had rejected him because he just disobeyed God and he listened to men and he wasn't meant to do that and God had rejected Saul. So, why I'm talking about this, you're going to see. Now, in verse 33, Samuel, in verse 33, chapter 15, Samuel says, then it goes like this, but Samuel said, as your sword, has made women childless, so will your mother be childless among men. And Samuel put a gag to death before the Lord at Gilgal. Then Samuel left Ramah, but Saul went up to his home in gilbert of of Saul until the day Samuel died. He did not go to see Saul again, though Samuel mourned for him, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. So. In the verses that I skipped from 17 to 35, Saul did something to um, Samuel that Samuel said, Now that you've done this, the Lord is going to depart from you and you're going to, you you can't, you've lost the anointing and there's nothing. Although Samuel came back, they asked um, Saul, Okay, Saul, Saul repented and said, Oh, forgive me, this, that. But at the end of the day, it was too late because he messed up. That's the easiest way for me to say it. But in verse, in chapter 16, this is where it becomes interesting, the magnitude of the relationship that God has with Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel in verse 1, chapter 16, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. This shows how much God loves Samuel. That God even came and be asking Samuel that why will he be mourning over Saul? I have left him. Which means God can also come and tell you things about that wicked boyfriend you have, that wicked girlfriend or a bad relationship or a bad job. Wherever you find yourself in, what situation God could tap you and say, why are you staying here dragging this? This is no longer for you. Stand up and move on. This cannot work get up this is not where i destined you to be this is not what i expect you to be doing with your life god can say that to you if you have a relationship with him it is a wonderful thing to hear the voice of god whenever i hear the voice it's like butterflies in my belly and i'm taking back to when i was nine and ten years old when i always asked for ice cream for my dad it's funny but a relationship with jesus is having a relationship with your earthly father i don't know how your relationship was with your father or how it is or if you see your father in a scary way but one thing i want to tell you is that when you are having a relationship with god the father god the son becomes your best friend god the spirit becomes your everything He's your redeemer. He's everything to you. He's the advocate. Jesus died and said he'll be giving us an advocate, a spirit who will tell us true, who will be with us. You can't make any mistake when you're best friends with the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the things that we are talking about here. The Holy Spirit will show you things. Who shows things is the Holy Spirit who will speak to you, tell you things that other people are speaking. You can walk, in, walk into a room and you hear voices that, and nobody's moving your mouth, but you can hear the, the intents and the words of everyone. Let's not be one of those generations that try to limit the Holy Spirit or turn off the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is meant to be turned on 247 hallelujah then one of the best people that i want to talk about that i have i've been holding myself to just talk about is ananias ananias is a wonderful person in the books of acts ananias is the person who laid his hand on paul who wrote virtually half of the new testament and we only get to hear him once in The book of Acts is wonderful, it is wonderful, and I can't say it, but knowing Ananias and knowing that God always directs you with someone, He always sends someone to you, someone who can unlock and lock things. <laughs> Let's check out Ananias. Please open your Bible to Acts chapter 9, verse 10 to 17. I'm going to be speaking on Ananias with the auction of the holy spirit and k pradesa let the holy spirit speak on this topic the way it has been laid on my heart now if you look at ananias you see in verse 10 in damascus there was a disciple named ananias the lord called to him in a vision ananias yes lord he answered the lord told him go to the house of judas On straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul for he is praying in the vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight what wonderful relationship the Holy Spirit is not a gambler he gives you words directly he says it left from beginning to the end you cannot be lost If you give yourself to him, he will say the thing for you in the way you explain. In this part, we see Ananias being given exact instructions, where he stayed, who he he is. He has never... Ananias answered... In verse 13, which also says, which also supports my emotions, speaking and hearing from God is also revealing things. People are saying as when God says something to you, you shouldn't say anything. You shouldn't say anything, you just run. No, you can ask him questions for him to make it clearer to you. In some situations, he won't say he will just tell you go and you will see what I mean, but he will never leave you equipped enough for you to be able to do what God said you should do. It will always be positive. It will never be negative. He is truth. He, he is good. So you should know when you hear things and you see and it becomes negative. And you say, no, I'm hearing it from God. No, 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 no. You need to correct. You need to check its weight and ask, Master, is it really you? He will answer. In verse 13, Ananias says, Lord, Ananias answered. I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The man who laid his hand on the person who gave us Ephesians, on the person who gave us Galatians, on the person who gave us Romans is Ananias. He had an extraordinary relationship with Jesus for him to be able to know exact position where in other translations it, it was said, he was told where um, Saul will be seated, how he will be, that he was fasting, he had not eaten for three days. It showed all those things and it shows how much God is willing to reveal to you when you are prepared to pay the price. That concludes my Examples in revealing things and speaking and hearing from God now I want to touch on favor the second the second um, how will I put it? the second benefits of being in an intimate relationship with God is favor and i've chosen two interesting examples as I told you i 'm really, really more into time in this episode. So, cause I want, I don't want it to be so long and I want everyone to really enjoy it in the way he's been leading my spirit. So, favor. They say God doesn't have any favorites, but if we look at it, yeah, God is no respecter of men, but God has people he favors. God has people that we can call them favorites. God has people like that. So, I want to check on David. Ver, um first samuel let's open our bibles to first samuel chapter 17 verse 34 to 36 glory to god glory to god glory to god he is almighty the beginning and the end all glory beyond to the most high all glory beyond to him a brother if you speak in the Holy Spirit, just let's take the next 20 sp- seconds to just speak to the Holy Spirit. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you. Oh, first Samuel chapter 17, 34 to 36. Then David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock. I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. I chose this interesting part to show favor because everyone really just sticks to David killing Goliath. But if you look upon it, David has been experiencing favor for a long time. He coming there to meet Goliath now was him just exercising his authority because this Philistine has insulted his God. I am one of those people who don't like the Philistines. I see the Philistines as, um, let's say, witches, wizards, Lawo, um witch doctors, whatever you want to call it. These people know about the glory of God. These people know that God exists, but still they choose wickedness. They choose this thing, and I cannot be one of those people who just sit down and take it lightly with them. I'm... Um, pro-death to the philistines (laughs) and death to goliath on anyone can call it and say ah that's the old testament but no we can't play with these people we are constantly in a war with them i think more people should realize this and know that this is a war and in this war, we do not we do not we do not let the philistines win. We take them down. And I don't mean the real philistines because they still exist now, but I'm talking about this spiritually. If you remember, I said witches, wizards, witch doctors, native doctors, these things exist. These things are real. This As as real as how Jesus is, is as real as how the other side is. And you should know the moment you picked up your mantle of being a born again, you are at war. You should not be playing. You should not take your... Your born again, um, your righteousness acts as a joke because they will come for it. They are angry that you've given your life to Christ and you want to stand on the right side. The moment you start living your life in the right way, they are coming. They are angry. (laughs) They are constantly angry. Like if you see in the book of Job, Job had done nothing to no one, but one day when God was chilling in his presence, they stated that the devil was roaming around and God asked him, where have you been? He said, "Uh, I've been around roaming, which means constantly they are moving, roaming around, looking for looking for any slips anytime you messed up that will just come and strike you so that's why the bible stays says you should stay you should stay vigilant and sober you should stay vigilant and so, sober so you can be prepared to fight them so you can be prepared to fight them and secondly my most wonderful example of i don't know if that's horrible my wonderful example of favor is mary In Luke chapter 1, verse 28, it shows... I want to read it open and I want you to read it as well. I want you following and I want us understanding what it is we are talking about. In Luke chapter 1, verse 28, it shows that God really has favourites. Because I don't know how to explain this again, but the angel in Luke chapter one, verse 28, it says, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And this is Mary. He said, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. When you are favored with God, it's not an off and on thing. Whoever curses you is cursed. Whoever blesses you, it's blessed. It is simple. It is, the, it is, let's just put it in the secular, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And no one is really saying this. Uh, I pointed out this verse to really explain this favor. Favor cannot be explained because things, you'll be a product of miracle. You'll be a product of no door can be closed against you no one can reject you no one can say things that are bad to you no, no, no let me let me not no one can say things that are bad to you no one can stop you you know they will always say things that are bad to you but whoever causes you is cursed facts facts hallelujah glory to god my time is well spent and i would like to continue this another time if you've not given your life to christ i say let's say this short prayer together Father, I come into your presence now. I thank you. I've come to realize that you died for me on the cross. I want to have a better intimate relationship with you. I come this day giving my life to you. I recognize that you died for me on the cross and you resurrected on the third day. Wash away my sin and make me whole. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And if you've in a way fallen out, you've run away, you're a prodigal son, say this prayer on me. Oh Lord, I'm a prodigal son. I come back to you, oh Lord. Take me and reignite that fire in me. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. We'll be back next, let's say, maybe in two days, three days, four days, but expect me to come finish up these topics in the mighty name of Jesus. If you speak in tongues, speak in tongues for the next 30 seconds. And if you don't speak in tongues, I pray this prayer for you. Let the glory of God shine upon you. The the Lord blesses you from Zion. Let his glory be what will ignify you. This relationship you are building with him, you will not do it by your strength. Let the Holy Ghost be the one who who will direct you and be with you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hope you had a wonderful time. Peace.